and now Class 2E will present their podcast. So we were asked to build a podcast, um, but we were not allowed to use microphones like a normal podcast, so I have made a whole section about things that we have watched out of macaroni and some glitter. We're not allowed on the internet because there's lots of bad people there. So I used glitter glue and some post paint and I made a section about things that we have listened to. I have made a, a number of skits as the, in the form of rolled up bits of tissue paper that I have glued to this large piece of paper so you can see the funny things that I have made the pictures of. And lastly... I have used some construction paper and some bits of cut-out potato, like stamps, to make a record of all of the things that we found that we thought were funny. I used this keyboard to make this piece of music. Strangers, queer and pleasant. <laughs> I am not Laura Kate Dale. I am not Janice Magnet. And together we are Wild Stallions. I, at this point, I think we've lost it. This is, we're here for another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies talk about our weeks and skits and things. We have a bit of a catch up. We have a giggle. We do. We, we try and make each other have a bit of a giggle. Bit of a laugh. Bit of a giggle. Bit of a laugh. How's, how's your week going, Jane? It's barely begun. Yeah. And I'm already exhausted. I know. They stole an hour from us. They, they, they stole it. <laughs> they did. But I, as much as I grumble right now that they stole an hour from us, I will be very thankful at London MCM in October when they give us an extra hour during a convention. That's always fun. I suggest that we just refuse. Honestly, no. I, you're not changing the times ever I, again. I think you can steal the hour, but do it during work time. Like, I was having this conversation at work today. I was like, you know... Don't do it on the Sunday while everyone's sleeping. Do it on the Monday at like two in the afternoon. Everyone gets back from lunch and they're suddenly like an hour closer to the end of the day than they thought they would be. Just let everyone go. Oh, heck. What heck? I suppose that works as long as you're not night worker or something. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's been a weird old week timing wise. I spent all of today an hour out of where I thought I was. I continuously, like, any time I looked at my computer, I thought I was, I thought we were an hour ahead in the day of where, or an hour faster than where we were. I looked at my phone, and then I thought I was on the correct time, and I didn't know where I'd got lost. It's been one of those days. It sounds very confusing and stressful and, and a bit yeah. But it's alright, because we're here now. Although we're here, here? On, we're recording on a Monday. We normally record on a Tuesday. That's probably not helping my confused brain. No. Do, do you want to tell people why that was? Uh, well, because by the time you hear this, I will have recorded. I don't know if it will be up. I went to London Games Festival. I haven't done it yet, but I will have done it uh, to go interview some people about a game that is absolutely huge, but no one really talks about because it it's mainly kids that play it. Um, I'm not mentioning the game name here because, like, I don't know if it's up yet. This is time travel. Time travel's weird. 
Weird. Yeah, that that very big game involving blocks that kids play, but it's not the block one that everyone knows. It's the other block one. Roblox? Yeah, it's Roblox. Why not? <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but I interviewed some Roblox people. Maybe it was good, maybe it was bad. I haven't interviewed them yet. I've, I've, I've no real experience with Roblox beyond... I know they do toys of them in Toy Barn House. Yeah. So, like, here's what I know about Roblox, and, like, I've done some research and stuff. It's kind of, like... Imagine Minecraft if you could, like, use servers that, like, the developers had created so you could make online games and you didn't have to buy your own server to, to host yeah. them on. And you could sell your own in... Like, if you created a thing out of blocks to, like, sell to, you know, like, a cool hat that people could buy in your game, you could just sell it. So it's like, create your own games, here's some very basic rule sets you can make games around, build them all out of Vopsal stuff... And then you can theoretically monetize that. Hmm. Um, it's it's kind of a game creation tool, kind of a platform for selling games through. It's an, it's an, it's its own weird, interesting thing. And it's got a lot of problem with um, abuse and other stuff, hasn't it? Um, I here's the thing. That's what I've heard about it. Anyway. Um, it may well do. I, in the future slash past, am talking specifically to the person with a very complicated job title that basically boils down to in charge of stopping all of these children saying very mean things to each other 24-7 oh. person. So I will probably... One guy. I, ah. uh, there, is a, there is a woman who it seems like her job is like stop these children from just like burning everything down with their hateful child thoughts. So that'll be an interesting discussion. I feel like you need Will to be, offer was... that person a hug. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Would you like a hug? Because <laughs> I imagine this is awful. Just awful. So yeah, that's why we're recording on a Monday today, but that's a video game. Should we talk about things we've played this week? Let's talk about things we've played this week. What have you played? Well, um I got back into playing a game this week because you you treated me to a thing that got me back into a game. Let's talk about Starlink some more. Starlink's that game that you finished and I stopped about, like, three planets in. Uh, yeah, I, I fought my way through despite not having all of the equipment that you could have got <laughs> if you bought the digital deluxe edition. Yeah, so we, we both played Starlink because we got sent some physical copies that came with, like, the nice Star Fox ship on Switch and stuff, and... We both realised it's impossible to 100% that game with the stuff that comes in the, the physical collection, um, which is like a, it's a real shame. You powered through and saw it through to the end of the story. I was like, no, I can't, I can't do 100% of the things on this planet. Because I was really enjoying it. It's just to fly around, do all of the things, not have to think too much. Watch all the numbers go up as I did the things. and The flying was actually quite satisfying. Yeah, I really enjoyed just fly around a planet, shoot some things, continue, yeah. like, systematically f fill out all the things. Yeah. And you went, and we've been keeping an eye on the physical figurines for, like, okay, if and when they drop in price to a point that we're like, hey, oh yeah, fine, we'll get the minimum number of things required to... 100% all the things. Yeah, because I think originally yeah. the ships each were like £25. Yeah. The pilots were something like a tenner. 
Yeah. And, and the gun packs were like 15 quid. They were definitely dropping, and I don't know what they were at now, but Jane, Jane, Jane decided to treat me and got me got me some plastic ships. I got you what the... I think is everything you need to yeah. get 100% on I that. I think there's two pilot packs and one additional, like two ship packs and yeah. one additional pilot, which so gave it's... us the weapons, the ships, and the pilots we needed. Yeah, so it's Shade's ship, which comes with a gravity gun, and Shade is a bounty hunter. Yeah. So that means you have access. You can access all of the bounty hunter things, and you we should be able to, I think. Mm. Um, and you have access to opening um like gravity chests. There's a lot of gravity chests oh, in space. Heck yeah! Like every time I was coming across like um a shipwreck, all of the the treasure in there was gravity based. Yeah. It's like, I can't get any of this, so I just stopped. Yeah. Stopping at them. Well, that's that's what was stopping me playing, as I kept coming across things, being like, "What oh, well, the thing they want let me." <laughs> and then I got you judge's ship, which has a uh, levitation-based weapon. Yeah. Um, and that was one. That was the uh, the final element, I believe, you need. And I think you need judge for some special stuff as well. Yeah. And then the uh the green guy, the Carl Carl something. Yeah, yeah. H A L or something. Yeah. Um. And and he's got specific uh, missions as well. So so you you yeah. you did a thing and you treated me to a thing and yeah. that was very nice because I I kept looking at them and going I can't just I can't justify it for myself but it's the kind of thing that when it's a, a gift for someone else it's easy to go okay yeah. I did the thing um, and I've been really enjoying that game again honestly good um, I think part of it it probably helped that like three planets in I took a bit of a break for a while I didn't mm-hmm. like it meant that I didn't burn out on it yeah. too much. And it's been really nice to just jump back in and continue systematically flying around planets, doing all sorts of missions, c- uncovering all the maps so I can see where everything is, and having my nice list. It's like, right, everything's done. Mm. It's the same sort of way that I've been enjoying my shiny hunting in, in Pokemon. Mm. It's a nice, like, maybe I'll put a podcast on or a YouTube video on, and it's a visual something to do that doesn't need too much focus, I can complete a task while I'm going, and I feel like I'm, I'm filling in the numbers, I'm ticking things off, and that's very nice for my brain. So, mm. thank you. You have definitely helped me get back into enjoying that game that I was really digging up until the moment that I went, mm, no, and stopped. Well, I, I hope that you can continue to enjoy it. I, I get the feeling I probably will. I don't know when I'll finish it, but I think I'm probably going to finish this game. I have tips if you need any. Yeah, I'm going to slowly just progress my way across space. Ooh. So yeah, what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing. Well, I've been playing a bit more of that Hitman. Ooh, how's that? Uh, that Hitman been going? Um, hmm, hmm. I finished the Bangkok Hotel one, which was yeah. one I was I just started last week. And although I've not really had a lot of time to play at all in the last week, yeah, doesn't help. I took the laptop away at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I should get up and play again. Oh, you're going to work with the laptop. Oh no, here's your laptop. Maybe one day I will be able to afford my own computer. One day we will have system. One day we will have additional laptops in the house so you can play while I have a computer at work. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I, I got through that, and I think the next level after that is the one I'm on now, and I'm not really enjoying it yet. Yeah, you've been really struggling to work out how to, like, find an outfit that'll let you start, like, roaming properly. Um, well, I've, I've kind of got that, but this level is, it's basically like a, a guerrilla min- military camp. Yeah. And they're sort of obviously training themselves up for various operations, and everyone's really suspicious all of the time. Yeah. 
It's it's not the kind of thing like the um that that fancy fashion show. You could just walk around in something fancy and everyone's like, ah, it's fine. You you're probably meant to be Everywhere here. Everywhere I've been so far has been largely a public place. It's the first yeah. time that's been sort of a very private place. Um where it's mostly military and and that has obviously made it much more reserved for what you can do. Plus there's four targets to kill in this area. Yeah. Um so maybe I need, I need I do need to try a bit more in it. I I remember when I first got to like some of the other levels, like initially it was a bit like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, that... But sometimes it it is just getting that first foot in the door I... a bit and wandering around more. I I don't know if you'll agree with this comparison, but sometimes Hitman levels to me feel a little bit like um puzzle puzzle boxes or those yeah. kind of like difficult like puzzle contraptions with a whole mm. deal like where initially you might go I just can't work out how to get anywhere with this and yeah. I feel like I'm bashing my head against a wall and once you get four or five steps in things will start making sense and you're like oh I've got room to play around a bit I've got more options mm. it definitely opens up but initially you can just look at these things and go I don't know where to start mm. it's really daunting I don't like it mm. and I don't know that's that's how I felt about them occasionally yeah it's they're they're um it is sometimes just trying to find the edge that you can sort of start peeling at. Yeah, it's it's which side of the birthday present, like, can <laughs> I get a finger in and start, like, pulling this thing Paris open? Paris has not been taped direct to the sides, but, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's still fascinating. Yeah. The level of detail um, in it. Um, and I will... I, I don't think it's one I want to... It's a shame, because it's a huge fucking game. Yeah. So it really takes up a lot of space on our hard drive. Um, but, like... It's. I don't think it's a game I necessarily want to just sit and play all the way through. Yeah. Like, maybe I'd like to come and go to it a bit more. I couldn't agree more. I think that, like, and you've done that a bit this week, because there's another game you've played that we'll talk about later that yeah. is very different to this. And Very. I, I, I needed a bit of a palate cleanser. Yeah, sometimes you just... <laughs> if you If it's a game where it is about working out, like, a solution and you're not finding it, sometimes you need to just think about something else and mm -hmm. come back to it, you know, fresh, I guess. Fresh. Yeah. What about you? What have you played? Uh, so I played a Power Rangers fighting game on the Switch <laughs> that I got sent review code for. This is a Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Is that the one I sent you thing about not long ago? It's like, hey, there's a Power Rangers game going, oh my god. I imagine probably so. This is the one people have been talking about recently. Okay. So I was very excited for, you know, having a look at this. It looked very nice in screenshots. It's a two-player fighting game. It's got a bit of a Marvel versus Capcom thing where, like, each player picks, like, three fighters. So you can, like, switch, rotate between your fighters and, mm. like... You know, you've you've got the ability to use people for matchups to if you're being trashed. It's a nice little fighting game mechanically. Um, it's got relatively good systems. It feels responsive. The problem is, and there's a couple of problems. One, this game was originally a mobile game. Okay. And while they've done a really good job of making sure it, like, for console owners, feels like a good mechanically competent fighting game, mm. visually, some of its backgrounds in particular, like, they've definitely updated the character models, but the backgrounds often are like, ooh, you can't get away with that in a in a <laughs> game you're selling on console, that kind of background, that looks terrible. Oh dear. Also, 
the roster is tiny to start. Sort of um, mobile. Nine really. characters. For a for a fighting game, nine characters is a very small roster, like Especially when you can pick three of them. Well that's exactly my point, is when you're using at least three of them per player, like you do one match where both players like don't overlap any characters, and you've used two thirds of the roster in a single fight. Hmm. That's not good. Particularly like when the whole appeal of this is they're talking about like bringing together Power Rangers from the whole like twenty five years of the franchise, um like, there is a really good spread of a lot of classic characters, a lot of really good ones that, like, as someone that was really into, like, the first, like, five or six incarnations of Power Rangers, there's a lot of stuff I recognised and was very hype about. But, like, it's not good when very quickly it's like, oh, okay, I've seen everyone, and okay, like, four months from now you've got two DL paid DLC characters coming, uh, it's... It's just really lacking in content. Like, maybe I've just been spoiled by shit like Smash Brothers, but I'm pretty sure the new Smash Brothers. But I don't think anyone would be expecting Smash Brothers, no, but still. But, like, when, when you compare it to something like. I, I don't know, like. It, this is. MK11. Yeah. It, yeah. Compare this to, say, Mortal Kombat 11. It's like. Yeah, this is not great. Um, the one thing I'll give this props for is. The fact that you can play as, uh, I believe it's Lord Dracon, who is the combination green and white, uh, combination green Power Ranger, white Power Ranger hybrid. From, from I thought it was the same person. Uh, yeah, same person. So I won't get into the lengthy thing of this. There is a whole story in which, like, Tommy gets corrupted and basically is like, I have both the Green Ranger and White Ranger powers at once. I have them. I'm just going to use them both. I am now the combination green and White Ranger and a bit of a villain. Right. It's a very cool design and I get very hype. I don't know enough about the plot stuff to do with Lord Dracon, but I'm like, that's a really fucking cool character <laughs> design. I That's my two favourite rangers. I won't be both of them at once. I don't care if you're a villain, I'm being you. Uh, I got very excited about that, so... <laughs> I got very excited about my Power Rangers, even if I don't know what's going on half the time. Um, So, it's very light on content. I'd be hard-pressed to say that it's worth the money right now, but... Mm. If you are, like, round someone's house and they have it, it's a fun time. But I don't know if I would say spend that money to buy it right now. Yeah. Um, what about you? What have you been playing? I played one other thing that... I played one other thing this week. <laughs> one other thing this week. I played a Superman or Monster. Because it was, like, $2.50 on Chrono GG the other day. Yeah. Like, that looks interesting. Um, so you play as either man or monster, <sighs> and you can basically as as man. You are it's like pixel art, but with voxels. Yeah, yeah. Um, like like really, really, really simple, like eight bit style art, but three D. Yeah. Um, and it's got this weird like filter over it or mm. something, and it just. It looks it looks really cool in pictures, but when you see it in, in motion, you're a bit like, "What have you done to this?" Yeah, it's I can't I can't personally put my finger on what looks weird about this game. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, but basically, you are um, as man, you are trying to sort of defend a uh, various cities around the world from attacking monsters, hmm. um, and, and then planting flags in the monsters when you yes. defeat them. Uh, yeah, you basically it's it's got a sort of. Um, Real time strategy element to it. So just before that, you get like 
30 seconds, I think it is, before the monster arrives. Mm. And you can place down various sort of, like, uh, gun turrets or tanks, helicopters, things like that, to try and um, try and hold them back. And then once the monster arrives, they will start wrecking stuff. And wrecking you basically shit. have to, uh, basically, you have to try and destroy, destroy the monster before it completely wrecks the city. Yeah, that would be less than ideal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you get points for rescuing uh, civilians. You get mm. points for uh, obviously destroying the thing, uh, destroying the monster. You can pick up sort of cash around. You'll get little drops randomly. Mm. And then when you've done all that, you can move on to the next level and slowly you'll unlock new things like heavier tanks, heavier helicopters, mm. things like that. Boats, even. Uh, Some yeah. guy called Willy. Uh, I think the character is. Co- I think the character is called Super Willy. Yeah, because I was, when you go on the I, man I, I, upgrade, it's like this is Super Willy. <laughs> yeah, part of me wanted to call him Big Willy, and I'm like, I don't think he's called Big Willy. That seems a little too on the nose. He's very tiny, though, yeah. by comparison to the monsters. <laughs> um, yeah, and the monsters are voxel style. Um, have you ever played Trove? Or seen yeah, Trove? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of remind me of the, the, the creatures in that. Mm, yeah. That's sort of like, although this is a big blocky world, we have creatures made of much smaller blocks. <laughs> um, and the main, your, like, your main character, Man, is like, uh, what, six by, uh, six by two. Mm. Um, or something like that. Uh, three by two by two, I think. Probably makes sense of, yeah. of his sort of character height, and then these little dangly legs hanging off him, Woo-hoo! and then a weird little bit that hangs off the back of his head that's supposed to be the peak of his cap. Mm. Um, yeah, and then the monsters are made up of like much smaller bits and sort of just stomp around. Um, some of them are just palette swaps, so there's like different skin colours. Um, yeah. There's one that looks kind of like Bow- Bowser and is called Browser. <laughs> um, there's like a wolfman, a uh, there's Lucifer. You fight Lucifer at one point. Hell yeah! <laughs> Literally hell yeah! Um, <laughs> and then so basically, up you can play as man or monster. So I've just started the monster campaign because I was getting a bit bored of Manning, to be honest. Yeah, like who wants who 15 wants fifteen levels in? I, it, you know what I say? Who wants to be a man? Oh. <laughs> Certainly not me. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I've been quite enjoying sort of smashing the city a bit. It's a bit harder um, because man is apparently well prepared. I, apparently, I trained them up too well while playing as man. Oh no! <laughs> and now, um, yeah, you lose health really, really quickly. So the best thing to do is either have lots of specials, mm. um, which you can get things like spin your tail round yeah. and um, throw fireballs, stuff that like. Gets you some space and... Yep. Yeah. And then you can eat people uh, for a little bit of a health boost. That sounds delicious. It is, but they're, they're not very nutritious, so you'll get, like, a tiny amount of health. So you have to make sure you've killed enough of the, uh, like, armaments around the city. Uh-huh. That it's, it's like, worth pausing to start eating people. Yeah, I get you. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's sort of fun and definitely worth the $2.50 I paid for it. Nice. Uh, what have you played? Any other thing I've really been playing is Pokemon. I've been continuing my shiny hunt. I've been searching for a shiny matchup for God knows how long. Can't fucking find one. Found all... I've been in, I've been in the cave uh, between Cerulean City and Lavender Town. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have found in my, my search there, all of which I already own, shiny Golbat, shiny Onyx, shiny Geodude, shiny Charmander, shiny... So many, so many, uh, shiny Cubone, not one... Why thing. didn't you go in there before? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, it's a real treasure trove for everything but the matchup that they're everywhere, but none of them are shiny. Um, part of me during this podcast has been tempted to be like, I'll just turn the switch on and leave it silent with the screen going to see if I see one. Uh, I managed to catch a shiny ghastly during an episode of Dice Funk a while back. Well... Just by just having the screen going and every now and then just, oh, just check. No, okay. Um, so yeah, that's my continued adventure. Mm. Uh, I think that's everything we've played. I think so. So, this isn't a thing I've played, but before we wrap up quickly, I do have something gaming related here. You do? Tell me about this thing. Uh, oh, mm, there's, El Presidente. There's a story here. Um, so I got like a review copy of Tropico 6. I've not really put much time into it yet. Uh, digital code, and I went into my office at work recently, and there was a parcel. They also sent us a physical thing for Tropico 6. They sent us the game on disc, entirely in German. I think we might have received the wrong person's parcel by some chance. Or not. Um, a passport for the fake South American island nation, also in German. And in German, some Tropico Tropico 6 branded... German, Fritz yeah, Fritz Lemo, Homage Leon del Presidente, Homage Leon del Presidente. Um, from what I can tell, this is some kind of five percent fruit. Uh, oh, it's vegan. It is vegan. Do you want to try some as well? well? Let's try uh, some. We have some. Yeah. Also, one th- weird thing: if you look through the label, Tropico is written in like backwards. Okay. That is strange. But, like, I can't see oh, it's, it. It's, it's written yeah. on the back of the uh, Yeah, I think on well. the back of the label there's a Tropico thing, but... Um, oh, weird. I wonder if yeah. there's something secret. I think it's 5% lime... Uh, 5% fruit content lime fizzy drink. There's also a picture of a flag and what there's looks a, like a lemon holding a flag. There's, there's a baseball with a megaphone? Oh, is it a baseball? On the, on the left-hand side? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want yep, to, so do that's you want a to... baseball with a uh, uh, megaphone <laughs> and that appears to be shouting at a baseball holding a flag with a sun on it. There well, we go. Try some Fritz li- limo. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. That's. Hmm. I can't. How long have you had it open? Uh, literally like an hour. Okay. It's it's flatter than I was expecting. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's lightly sparkling. Like you can see some bubbles happening yeah, yeah, in yeah. there. It's the flavor. It's not entirely lime. It feels like it's got like an almost plasticky flavor to it. Yeah, it feels like it's it would make a good um, slush puppy, maybe. Maybe, yeah. It it like I feel like if it was sharper, I'd enjoy it more. Mm. Like it feels simultaneously too. It's almost appley. Like it's almost like a little apple uh, apple tizer ish. Mm. Mm. Um, it kind of reminds me of something my mum used to drink called Aqua Libra. I enjoy this more if I tell myself it's apple flavor. If I stop trying to think it's lime, it's more palatable. Mm. So that would be Tropico Six Fritz Limo. I have a li- uh, I have a lemon one. 
at Ooh. some point to try. Ooh, um, I will probably drink that on Podquisition. That probably will already be up, but I dr- you know I drank this one first, listeners. Yeah, we uh, record on Monday. Yeah, so that's everything gaming we've done. Uh, Time for this. Yeah, oh, goodness, I've got a... I've got another terrible hangover. Do you have a spare sherry over there? I, 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 I don't. As it happens, what? I, I've, I've, I've run out of sherry. You've run out. I of know sherry? this is me of all people. I've run out of sherry. But you're one of the sherry ladies. Well, see, I, I have to, I have to tell you, I found out some terrifying news the other day. Terrifying news. So this is going to sound like a bit of a side uh, diversion, but I promise this will come back to sherry. Yes, you. Yes. yes, yes. So you know how we both are anti anti Brexit. Well, yes, I voted we, we Remain. Voted, we voted Remain, and you know we've, we've been on the marches. Yeah. Not necessarily being as as active as we could be, but we, we were definitely anti-Brexit. I mean, my hip um, will only take so much, and obviously yeah. I've been quite drunk for a lot yeah, of it. indeed, you see, you see. But did you know most of our sherry comes from the EU? Well, I mean, it, it I comes fully aware. No, it, it comes from Spain. They make all the wine, and all the sherry, and all the wine that is used to make the sherry. Mm. Brexit is causing shortages. I can't get sherry right now, and if Brexit goes through, we might never get sherry again. Right. Or even worse, we might get less sherry for the same price, and that's that's just as much of a crime. I am very, very disappointed with this. Right. Get the two hooks. I'm attaching the south coast to Spain at this very instant. I'll drag us there myself if I have to. I will go to the, the, the Houses of Commons and I will throw my empty sherry bottles over the fence at the building. All those, those MPs won't be able to ignore me when I'm throwing sherry bottles their way. I, mean, I have unlimited ammo. To be fair, I wouldn't. Yes, I mean, well, those we haven't recycled already, but I'm well, not afraid to just glass Theresa May at this point. I, I, I am not going to let our sherry supplies run dry, dear. Mm, right. Let's get it going, then. You're not taking our sherry! 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 Also, we quite like the EU! Well, that too, dear. That too! Yes, yes. Mm, Marvellous. Do you have anxiety calling the doctor? Yeah? Do you sometimes find it hard to motivate yourself? Are you concerned about your health, but really struggle to keep an eye on it yourself? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, that. Do you sometimes zone out for a bit too long and wish there was somebody there to just sort of nudge you a bit? Please, I could really do with that. Someone that could just book things, order things, and help you with things, and, and remind you of the things you have to do today. Yeah, this sounds like exactly what I have It's going wrong in my life and what I need. Try the personal support bot. It's an adorable little neoprene-covered robot that will do all sorts of tasks for you. It's got a diary. It can sample your voice and call doctors and make appointments for you. It will take notes of things, so if you're nervous about speaking to people in person, they can do that for you. They can prompt you if you're starting to drift off a bit. It can monitor your health. It's simple and quick. If you happen to have diabetes, it can check your insulin levels. Where do I get one? You can't. They're they're fantasy. Oh, oh. It seemed like a really good idea, right? Yeah! Kickstarter? Please! Yeah! Yay! <laughs> Laura! Yes! Laura! Yes! Laura! Yes! Yes! Yes!
We watched... Oh, are you having a sleep? We watched a thing together this week. We did. We went to the cinema. We went to the cinema and we went and saw one of them new uh, motion pictures. Motion picture. A motion picture. Uh, We went and saw Jordan Peele's new uh, horror film, Us. Uh, So for anyone who doesn't know... uh, (laughs) Yeah, we were. Uh, Jordan Peele was originally known for a sketch comedy show called Key and Peele that he was on with... Uh, there were two of them. One of them was Key, one was Peel. This is Peel. And then he went and, like, his first film he ever made was, like, amazing. It was called Get Out, mm-hmm. and I believe we've talked about it on this show before. Yeah. It is a really, like, it is a modern horror film that feels like it makes really smart use of timely things in the world, and mm-hmm. um, he has made another horror film, and once again he's made a very good horror film, very interesting. He's good horror boy. Didn't see it coming. Um, a lot of a lot of really interesting use of cinematography. Mm. Some of his shots are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and choreography was quite yeah, impressive, especially the end. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in this film that, like, even if I have some things I'm unsure how I feel about, like, I cannot deny that this was an interesting and well put together film. Mm. Um, so yeah, do you want to do you want to start us off on tell us about us? Um, so it starts with a little girl who's gone to the like a boardwalk arcade. Yeah. With uh, parents. Uh, Mum goes off to the bathroom. Dad is playing whack-a-mole, and she just wanders off on her own. Wanders with in... a candy apple. Yeah, wanders into the the down... hall of mirrors down on the beach. Yeah, and um, uh, slightly spooked by the whole situation. That owl. <laughs> that that owl. <laughs> And um, she she's wandering around. All of the lights go out suddenly, and she's trying to whistle to calm herself. And she hears whistling <gasps> coming from another direction, and she just sort of backs up into what appears to be a mirror. And when she bumps into something, and turns around and sees the back of her own head, yeah, creepy, which does not turn around with her, yeah, and. Uh... She's definitely a bit unsettled for a while. Yeah, especially when that person that she has bumped into with her face when, then turns around and just grins in the most yeah. creepy way imaginable. So we skip forward. She's grown up. She's, you know, somewhat recovered. Um, you know, she's she's able to speak again. That's a good start. Yeah, we have a little bit of the, the therapy stuff of her not being yeah. able to speak. And her and her family go and stay not far away from this 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 boardwalk her mm. husband tries to convince her like ah oh, let's go to the beach and she's clearly like don't want to go back there no um, the beach. and they eventually go back to the beach and mysterious coincidental happenings begin to happen oh it's all oh, something something's brewing yeah and you know they they yeah stuff happens i don't think we want to get too much more into going on at this point but um yeah, there was some great acting in there. Yeah, I I think uh, Lupita Nyong'o, who um, plays mm. the 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 main role in this film, mm-hmm. she does amazing work. Mm, um, I think I don't think it's necessarily like a big spoiler to say like she plays two characters in this film. Yeah, she she plays more than one character in this film and does an amazing job at doing so. Mm. Um, there is great horror, lots of stuff to dissect afterwards, mm. um, very good twists that'll have you afterwards going, 
ooh, I want to see that film again and review it from a new perspective. Um, yeah, there is a there is a lot about that film to unpack. Yeah, we it's the first film in a while where we've come out and then spent maybe six hours talking about it. Well, on there, well yes, but also I think before that there was like there was a few minutes of just silence. We were both like, ha, ha, mm, ha, and we were like, we couldn't, it took a minute to get thoughts into place. Yeah. And then, like, for several hours afterwards, we kept just going like, but what about that, though? Yeah. Ooh, what about that? Yeah. It was also funnier. Like, there was, there were more. I mean, it, it helped the people sitting next to us. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, like, <laughs> those people got killed way, way quicker than the other people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> friend in the cinema because the issue so far has been like a lack of efficiency on the part of the killing well, here's the thing even other than that like there are things like musical cues for example um that are definitely played for humor mm-hmm. um there's there's a lot of this film that like i expected it to be unrelentingly bleak once like the the horror th- like aspect of the film arrived. Yeah. But it's definitely not. Like, there are moments <laughs> for levity, for bonding, for, like... Just some great acting that's, yeah. like, really played for laughs. It... Like, the thing on the boat. Yeah. Even when, like, sometimes when violent things are happening involving, like, children being adjacent to violence, they still find ways to make it quite funny. Like, yeah. there were times where our whole screening laughed. Yeah. And, like, it wasn't because it was bad, it was because they'd found ways to... And I think we we had this conversation about, like, Jordan Peele comes from a, you know, a comedy background, and, like, comedy is nothing if not, like, setting up expectations, building up tension, and then finding some way to relieve that expected, like, here's what you expect, oops, we did something different. Well, I was talking to somebody else yeah. about this, um, with regards to the sort of foundations in comedy, was that... um. With comedy, you have to sort of do comedy in lots of things, especially with sketch comedy. Yeah. Like, so you're doing a, a, a joke about, like, jocks in comedy. Yeah. Or a joke about this theme in comedy, and this in comedy, and probably some horror stuff too. I've not seen a yeah, huge yeah. amount of Key and Peele. Yeah. So you get, like, lots of different disciplines. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing, is, like... They... They definitely made took advantage of the fact that both horror and comedy set up an expectation and then find some way to subvert mm. it. And while usually it is, here is a, a scary or a horror-based subversion of the expectation, they did sometimes set up the expectation and then use the comedy to release it. Oh, yeah. And I think it worked well. Yeah, yeah. And also I think it's it works better from a psychological point of view yeah. to occasionally break the tension with a laugh yeah. rather than more horror because it, that then yeah. means that you're never quite sure what's yeah, going to happen. That's, that's it. it. A bit it, more upsetting. It, it used comedy just sparingly enough to always give you that moment of maybe there's some hope. Mm. Maybe this will go okay. Oh wait, no, horror again. Oh, but maybe. Oh, but no. Uh, uh. It, it played that so well. Edging. Really yeah. Well. Edging your emotions. <laughs> Considering like this... Jordan Peele has made two films. They are both incredibly good films. He is oh. a, he is such a like a, a director to watch and yeah, like definitely want to see more. He's, he's proven himself so well. This is, I believe, the best 
financial opening weekend for a horror film ever. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, no, like, he... This this film has, like, fucking broken financial, like, walls down. Like, it, he, yeah. he... This film has done incredibly fucking well, and I am so happy. Because I was... Good. I was worried when our screening was in, like, a small screen. Yeah, I... I've never been in, like, though, of, of the, the cinema that we go to, there's, yeah. like, a couple that are clearly much smaller than the others. First of all, I was, like, it's a couple of days before we're going to see, and it's looking, you know, eh, there's quite a lot of seats taken. Yeah. Because usually we go on, like, a Sunday. We This is, the, I think, the first time yeah. in a while we've been on a Saturday. Well, it was a smaller cinema, but it was absolutely ram-packed by well, the time here's, they started. Here's why I think it maybe was a smaller screening, is we went in the middle of the day on a weekend to a horror film. I his I imagine that like on a Saturday at two in the afternoon, most of the screens are probably booked up for the family friendly films that everyone is like. You probably nah. use the big screens for the horror films at, in the evening. Uh, maybe I mean the last horror film I think I went to see in cinemas was probably Silent Hill, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a huge cinema, and there was me and two other people. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, us. That's, yeah, that's, a, definitely. that's a good film. 100% um, recommend. So many theories and things to pick apart afterwards. Want to see it again. Yeah, same, same. I'm like, oh, oh I want to re-see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I want to look up fan theories as well. Oh, I'm I've, I need to tell you about I've seen some good fan Ooh. theories today. <laughs> well, we shall, we shall talk about that off podcast. Yes. Uh, so, what else have you watched this week? Uh, we watched some other things together. <gasps> uh, we watched that Paddington. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about that Paddington from like a lot of adults, very sincerely, like being like, "That's a good film. It's a good, it's a, it's a good family-friendly comedy." That's right. That's. I think it was a, it was pretty decent. It largely it's faintly Poppins esque. Yeah, it wasn't too heavily reliant on the uh, slapsticky stuff. Like, there's that scene in the bathroom where it's like, ah ha ha, he's there. He doesn't know how the bathroom works. I think most of it was reasonably well put it together. Was, it, was comedy good, film. it was a good romp for sort of suitable for children. I have a feeling that that and the the film we will talk about in a bit. Yeah. Uh, might have originally been designed with 3D in mind. Um, yeah. Because there's a, there's a lot... <laughs> you can spot a film that that's been designed for because they have those little roller coaster scenes. Yeah. Less this, more the next one. More the next but... one, certainly. But, um... <laughs> yeah, Paddington was like a... Definitely a like decent enough family film. It wasn't... It's not the kind of thing that you watch and go, oh, oh I should... Oh, oh, I want to turn this off. Hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, we watched it. It yeah. was alright. If if I if I were this is the kind of film like if this came on on like a Christmas day with family around and they're like, well, let's just watch it. Like I wouldn't be bored watching it. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. If I if I was sort of in a place where it was on already, I wouldn't automatically want to turn it off. Yes, exactly. It. I thought it was a decent enough little family yeah, comedic romp. It's alright. It's quite white. Yeah. It, oh, terribly, terribly. Particularly for a film that mentions Peru as often as it does. It's very white. And, and and also it's supposed to be set in London. Yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, mm, I mean, and there's a weird thing about, like, when it's set. Because obviously it's got, like, modern ticket barriers when they go to the train station. Yeah. But the stations themselves look like some of the older designed ones. 
Well, and then there's like modern route master buses on well, there. Well, you you there's the the guy in the antiques shop who talks about the fact that he came over and he implies he came here in train like World War Two trains. He was shipped over with a tag around yes. his neck, probably to live with a relative. So we're probably looking. You would have to imagine fifty, sixty years post World War Two children being shipped over. Yeah. Probably not far off of now. I don't know, there are bits of it that feel like they're supposed to be old Paddington. I, I feel like it's meant to be a couple of decades ago, at least, maybe? But it's, it's still very... Like, they had a yeah. brand new Route Master bus in it. Yeah, I I don't know how to mentally pass that. Yeah, it's, it's a, it feels like everything in it is slightly anachronistic. Yeah. Like, it... it it, it is a time out of time, perhaps. I don't think it's necessarily a problem. No, not necessarily. It's a bit weird. Should we talk about the next one that's also a bit... Yeah, sure. You you talk about this one. Uh, <laughs> House of Magic. I was not as into it. Uh, it's got a 47% on Metacritic and a 6.3 well, on IMDb. Well, uh, it's... it's What is it? It's a, it's a film about a cat. Uh, yeah, an abandoned cat. Um, uh, becomes part of a retired illusionist household. Uh, when the conjurer lands in hospital, the cat and his new friends have to join forces to stop the man's nephew from selling their magical home. Uh, uh, I will say the very few thoughts I have on this film. Um, I thought it was reasonably well animated for a film of this type. It didn't yeah. look as cheap as one might expect. Yeah. Clearly looks like it was de- designed for 3D. Lots of like, ah, oh, the darts are falling towards the camera. Ah, oh, we're like going down the banister. Lots of... 3D scenes. Yeah. I, I thought the pacing was relatively like, it might be slapstick humour, but it at least like kept a decent pace to it. That's alright, it was quite sweet in yeah. places. Like the, the 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 pacing of things like when the old man's doing his magic and the things going through hats and coming out, like it was yeah. all like nice and pacey and it felt Yeah. It felt like it moved at a good clip. Yeah, and, and obviously that like there's you always seem to be moving between sort of fairly actiony scenes like there's the cat getting abandoned in the first place and then finding their way into the, the house, yeah. uh, meeting some of the residents of the house, being chased around, getting back in the magic show. A, a lot of the end of that film felt very animated animal home alone. It's yeah, let's I mean, set yeah. up lots of slap- literally what it's it is. lots of let's sla- set up slapstick traps to stop these people from coming into the house. Yeah, it's that is that is very much the formula. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, pigeons put wind on people. Yeah, sorry, doves. <laughs> love birds. Love, love birds. I think it's because they're a couple. I don't know if that's. I, I that would be my assumption. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, we watched that, and um, actually, that was that was the the of the three films we watched yesterday. That was the last one. Yeah, do you remember the one in the middle? Uh, I, I don't know. What did we watch? It's Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Uh, that film forces a lot of songs in where they don't need to be. I mean, it's Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. Um, what happens when you accidentally put a 33 and a 45 or the other way around? I can't remember. I don't know what that phrase means. It's a record reference for when you oh, put sorry. records on at the wrong speed. Okay. On, on a, okay, yeah, sorry. I see what you mean. Um... Some chipmunks fly off of a cruise ship. They're on an island. One of them learns to be responsible. Songs happen. One of them gets bitten by a spider. There's now he's too much Lady Gaga. Now he's, fr- he's he's French and possibly high. I'm not sure. He's French, possibly high, and and like much more brave. Uh, Theodore is, as always, the co- coolest and cutest of the the 
the chipmunks, followed closely by Simon, and then, like, Jeanette's the best of the chipettes. I will say this for that film. I will object to any film that decides to make use of Lady Gaga's Born This Way, but cuts it off before it gets to the bit where it lists all of the sexualities and things that that song's about. That will always be a personal bugbear. It's like, oh, you did you did the gay song that everyone likes, but you stopped before the bit where it's like, ah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about all the gays now. It's like, oh, no, no, let's I mean, if you want to talk about uh, films that cut songs off before they got to the the quote unquote good bit, um, five on it in us. Let's oh. not, not get to most of the bits about ro- rolling joints and buying weed. <laughs> that song's not about drugs. It's, it's a dope song. It's a dope song. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, no. Alvin and the Chipmunks 3, exactly what you would think. It passed an hour and 20 odd minutes of my life. <laughs> but I will never get back. Uh, it was I am terribly sorry that you'll never get that bit of your life back. I'm very sorry. I mean, some of the things around that were, were, were very lovely. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Theodore is cute. <laughs> what else have we watched this week? Uh, that's everything I've specifically watched. Uh, what about me? I continue to watch stuff on on College Humor's uh, dropout subscription. Still worth it? Uh, I'm on my second week of just like binging content, and there is still a mountain of stuff I haven't gotten around to watching. And how much I, does this cost you so far? Uh, it, it's what four quid a month? Oh, a month. Okay. Yeah. So I had my free week, and I'm on my first week of having it for a month. Ooh. I've binged. I've been pretty heavily content binging those two weeks. There is a lot of stuff that I have not seen. Um, there is no app to watch it on the telly, at least on PS4, they're apparently working on that, doesn't exist yet, which is a bit of a bummer, but... Maybe get it in there. Yeah, I've been watching on my phone, having a good time. I still think it's worth it, we'll we'll see how long it takes me to, like, power through the stuff that interests me. I mean, me. I think at this point you've had four quid's worth of value out of it, oh, so anything oh, more God, is a bonus, yeah, no, and I... you don't necessarily yeah. have to keep doing it. Well, that's, that's what I mean, there's no, like, requirement to keep doing it, and, like... I'm definitely getting four quid's worth of entertainment out of a month of it. So, worst case scenario, let's say, like, I do two months, I've gotten through everything, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And then you don't for a couple of years and go back to it and binge it again. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm doing all right with it. Um, I did watch a couple of other things I wanted to mention. I went back to watching some BuzzFeed Ladylike, which is that channel I've brought up before where there are some... There, There is a nice selection of diverse types of ladies doing humorous, amusing content. Uh, the one I watched today was um, them trying on edible underwear and seeing how wearable it was. Like, what if you just wore it around the office? I how mean, viable is this? But... Uh, yeah, one of them specifically, like, of the two women doing it, it's like, I just, I just got over a yeast infection, so I'm going to be wearing this over my, uh, my <laughs> jeans. I'm going to be wearing this over my jeans for now because I don't want to... Uh, I think that's just inviting danger. Feed the birds! Um, yeah, there were, there were a lot of discussions about, like, um, the fact that, like, you you try and walk in, like, a, a, a candy, like, the sort of hard sweets. Oh, uh, God, not those. One of those. It's like, you try and walk in that, it just falls down. It is not designed for movement, or for, like, hips moving. Oh, no. Um... The, I suppose they roll yeah, on you at that the, point. The, yeah, exactly. Uh, the speed at which um, the sweets in your butt crack are going to get very sweaty very quickly. Mm. Uh, also, panty line is interesting when it's sweets. 
It, uh-huh, yeah, that gives yeah, a very yeah. pronounced uh, panty line. It was an amusing video to watch. I can imagine. Uh, she wore them around her office for a total of about eight minutes and was like, no, this is not doable. Off they go. Okay. Um, so but to... Were they just the hard candy ones? Did they get like the jelly ones? Oh, they got well? one of the jelly ones and like could not get it to put together well enough to actually wear oh, it. Oh, okay. Uh, they were supposed to like lick it to like stick the pieces together. Well, that sounds and, awful. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it was just falling apart. And they were like, no, they, we couldn't even get this on. I've seen them for sale, but I've never thought to buy them before. Yeah, it just, no, just seemed ridiculous. Yeah, no, it was... I, I won't spoil it, but their journey trying to put on a pair of those was amazing. I mean, um, this is this is me who once bought, like, um, mint choc chip body paint <laughs> and ended up just spreading it on toast for the most part. Nice. Because um, people get sticky. Yeah, exactly. Um... On another BuzzFeed thing, BuzzFeed Unsolved is back to doing their uh, true crime stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a there was quite an interesting true crime one today about Ooh. a um, a shark that was in an aquarium and just threw up a human arm with a tattoo of two boxes on it. Was it a baby shark? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it was a mommy shark, <laughs> uh, or a daddy shark. No, we're not. We're not doing that. We already did. <laughs> we did it. Um, shark throws up just like a whole human <laughs> arm. It's been in this aquarium for about a week. Um, and there's this whole really interesting mystery around it. Like they identified whose arm it was. Um, and there was this like mystery about like did the person chop off their own arm to fake their own death because. They were involved in some shady stuff, or were the, like was this a big extortion ring that was going on? There's some really interesting possibilities of what might have gone down. Bloody uh, hell. At the time this happened, the person who was the prime suspect mainly got away because all that was found was the arm, and the 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 people the prosecutors were basically like, oh, no, the defense people were like, you can't prosecute our client because no body was found. You can't prove a murder happened because there's no body. You found an arm. An arm is not a body. Nobody wants to be. <laughs> yeah, they successfully like argued themselves out of court by being like, an arm is not a body, so there's no body, so what crime happened? And under the, the law to the word, as it was at the time, they were like, oh shit. Uh, we found an arm and we know whose arm it is through th- fingerprints, but we apparently can't prove that there is any... Because that was it. Is they just argued, like, probably, you, you might know... might be alive. Yeah, maybe... Just maybe, amputated. Yeah, maybe this is a crime of amputation. You don't know that anyone's dead. Okay. It, it was an interesting crime. Yeah, um, I guess. And the last, cha- uh, the last one is a YouTube channel I don't know if I've talked about before. Um... Girlfriend reviews. Uh, you're beautiful. You've got lovely hair. <laughs> I'm enjoying your nips right now. <laughs> uh, it's topless. It's very warm in this office right now. The window's open. I'm still a bit hot. She's very hot. <laughs> Can you um, so, girlfriend reviews on YouTube is a channel where it, this 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 particular woman she doesn't really play many video games herself, but her boyfriend plays a lot of video games. So she will review video games not based on having played them but on what it's like living in a house with someone playing them. Okay. She'll do a lot of, like, I had to watch a lot of this being played, and, like, I had to put up with my boyfriend while he played played it. This was the experience for me. Uh, here's my rating of whether I think you should let your boyfriend play it or not, because, you know. Um, she will occasionally... Let. Yeah, it's like, I'll say, whether, whether you should let your boyfriend play it, you know, what, what's it going to be like for you if the, if they play it? What's your experience going to be like? Um, it's all very tongue-in-cheek. This is, okay. not a, this is not a sincere, like, oh, you haven't given them permission or anything. Um, I mean, and, that's, yeah. that's how they dumb each other. Well, <laughs> it's, 
she will like she does sometimes play games by herself, and this is what got got me thinking about playing it, uh, talking about it today. Was she, her most recent video is the second video game she's ever completed, which was Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Ah. Um, and it, 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 her boyfriend close to your heart. <laughs> her her boyfriend is like big, 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 big into Gen One Pokemon. <laughs> um, and she was like. Yeah, but I won't play this one though. So she wouldn't let him play it. She's like, no, no, I get to play this video game. Ooh. And it was a lot of him getting very annoyed while she was like, I don't know how tight matchups work, but screw it. I get to put a hat on this little this little fluffy thing. Yay! Yeah. Um and she sings a very good made-up rendition of the uh the Pokemon theme tune that she's reworded toward the end of it. She she's not a big fan of the co-op in that game, which makes sense. Um her stuff is all very entertaining. I very much enjoy her perspective on games. Hmm. So check out Girlfriend Reviews. That, like just yeah, is is a very amusing channel. There's any time in my life. Please. Uh have you watched anything else? No, these are all I've watched. Well then, time for this. We've got a new sponsor! Who's our new sponsor? Our sponsor this week is... Oh, hang on, I've not opened the email yet. Okay, it's um, fine. I'm sure it can't be anyone, like, eh, too bad. Oh. What? It's, um... I'm not sure how comfortable I am with this, to be honest. It's, uh... Ooh! Ooh! It's, it's, um... It's a famous publisher slash developer. Yeah, one that, like... Pretty sure they already get too much airtime on this show. I don't yeah. think we should be uh, <laughs> giving them any more airtime. Electronic Active Softworks are offering one free loot box in Divisory Political Shooter. Do we, do we want to just maybe skip this one? I think that maybe, maybe we just don't incentivize them getting money. Yeah. This week we have no sponsor and definitely no one contacted us and we will remember to cut all of this out. We definitely didn't have a sponsor this week. You're a genius. I know. <laughs> Inside the boardroom of Electronic Actor Softworks. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi. Uh, yeah. So... Meeting. Meeting? Yeah, we do those. We do those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we've been buying up all of the studios and then firing all the people from the studios, yeah, but yeah, we still yeah. own like... We, we own everyone's childhoods basically. Yeah, like, every, mean, every name of a game they remember, yeah, we own it. Yeah. We, we own it. Yeah, I mean, if you played it on a Commodore 64, if you played it on a Spectrum, a NES, a SNES, you know, we, anything we, that wasn't first party and, yeah. you know, thanks to Sega, uh, <laughs> yeah, even some of those, right? We, we just got them all, like, thrown in a drawer somewhere, you know, yeah. rummaged through the crumbled up bits of paper about Yeah, it. I'm pretty sure we've got Billy Hatcher somewhere, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, we've, uh, we, we're, we're thinking about going through some of the uh, some of the classic franchises that we own, and maybe maybe we could just like bring them back because people are like all about the nostalgia trip right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, what were you thinking? You know, like high budget faithful remakes that you know really bring the. <laughs> I couldn't even get through it. I mean, you work here, right? You know, you know what we do. <laughs> yeah, no. How are we gonna cash cow this? Uh, yeah. I mean, like uh, I'm thinking mobile games, uh, like um. 
things that things that like with timers and you can shorten the timer uh i mean obviously none of the stuff you will ever own we're gonna like rip the heart and soul out of these games we're just gonna plaster a name on top of just endless microtransactions oh yeah no it's we're we're going to make uh, billy hatcher and the giant egg the mobile cookie clicker loot box uh you know randomized what's it game yeah yeah exactly and and you, you, know, you, you tap on enough of billy's eggs and then you get a loot egg you crack it open now you find more billy hatcher eggs inside i yeah, don't remember like that what that thing with exactly. the box i don't remember what that property was about but it said eggs in the title so now it's all eggs yeah you know push the egg around you can roll it. You can have, like, a little desktop egg. Remember when, like, desktop assistants were Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little animated gif that just sits on your desktop. Now it's Billy Hatcher. How about this? Like, we can make a little bit more money. How about we put a Bitcoin miner in it? Why haven't we done this with every piece of software? I don't know, but I've, I've just had that idea now. Sir, you are a fucking genius. I know. So, huh? What's gone in your eerie pops? Not much this week. No? I've done a lot of, like, just keeping up on shows I already listened to. I caught back up on Taz, on, yeah. on the Adventure Zone. That continues to be really good, and, like, it takes my attention. I've realised that I can't, like... If I'm not paying 100% attention to an episode of the Adventure Zone, I keep having to rewind, like, considerably and go, okay, mm. what happened? Yeah. So... I found it's a show I actually have to stop and make an effort to listen to rather than mm. multitasking, but uh, that the Amnesty continues to be a very good season. Yeah, I recently like caught up on it. I re- realised that I'd sort of lost track of it, mm. and then because of the way my podcasting app w- works, I listened to like the most recent th- four episodes in reverse order at double speed. <laughs> in reverse order? Yes. Why? Because I didn't realise how far back I was. I thought I was on the most recent. I was like, I don't know what's happened here. <laughs> and then I thought, well, this must be the one. And I was like, oh, I'm not entirely sure I know how they got there either. And then I listened to the next one and I was like, okay, now this is sounding much more familiar. <laughs> and then I listened to the last one and I was like, I've definitely listened to the beginning of this. I don't know if I've listened to all of it. But oh, I have now definitely listened to the last oh, one. Oh, so. oh, dear, dear. <laughs> Oh, that's oh! I don't even your brain of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That 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 my brain is no. Okay, just keep talking. What, what else have you listened to this week? Can't have this conversation. <laughs> but, but what if you could? I um, love you. What have you been listening to? Uh, let's have a look. I listened to some Bobby C Sound TV. What was that? Uh they're they're a musical artist. Okay, tell me about them. Uh, they did a track called Ian's Delight, which is um, Ian Drury and the Blockheads, uh, Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know uh, that song. But done as like a sort of glitchy uh, dance music track. Yeah. And yeah, it's really good. I'm glad so it if, you, good. if you like dance music and you like a bit of Ian Drury, that's definitely one to go. You actually go for the Pokemons now. I've, I've put the screen on. I'm going to see if that matchup shows up. What if, what if, what if matchup shows up, though? Well, then I'll press X and I'll pause and I'll wait until there's a convenient moment to catch it. Dun, and we're dun, not dun. in the middle of a thing. I want to be the very best. I got a guy over there. <laughs> da, 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 da. That guy's not the best. He's a hiker stood in. Not Mount Moon, whatever the other. The, the rock tunnel. Oh, there is a person over there. I was just, yeah. I was um, just being silly. No, he's a hiker. I'm pretty sure he's got like a geo dude, and that's it. Hey, 
Let's not be mean to Geo, dude. Geo, Geo, Geo. Okay. I've only listened to one other thing, so what else have you listened to? I listened to that Jefferson Airplane. Oh, yeah. White Rabbit. That is indeed a good track. It's a bit trippy. It's, yeah. It is a bit trippy. It's huh? about that Alice in Wonderland. Maybe. I I wonder why Alice in Wonderland-ish tracks would sound a bit trippy. Ooh. Because, uh, because of the whole size different thing. Because of... Was it C.S. Lewis? Is yeah. C.S. Lewis? Yeah. Uh, yeah, C.S. Lewis definitely... Um, had, no, C.S. Lewis isn't that... He had a, he had a mental that, health problem, didn't he? Isn't that the Lion, the Witch, the, and the Wardrobe? Yeah. C.S. Lewis. Uh, Lewis Carroll? Lewis Carroll. I knew Lewis, it was Lewis. Yeah, Lewis Carroll, I think, is... Uh, I knew, is... then I nearly went to A.A. Milner. I was like, no, that's really yeah, Tell me about Lewis Carroll. Lewis Carroll. Um, I think he had, uh, like, a mental health problem where, like, scale was sometimes an issue. Because yeah. people go, oh, it's drugs, it's drugs. But apparently it wasn't he had some problem. Yeah. Which I... is interesting because lots of people that take magic mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, people who aren't me. Um, yes, of course. I've... Uh, 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 Sort of cited having issues with with scale and things, and the fact that Alice does at one point eat a mushroom probably doesn't yeah, help with I, that. Yeah, no, I can understand why people think it's about drugs because Alice eats a mushroom and then size differences happen. And I hear this from people who've tried mushrooms. Obviously, you know, not us people we've heard it from mm. swim. Um, that <laughs> uh, sometimes mushroom consumption can make things. Seem too large or too small too compared to away. what they should. Yeah, like perspective of size becomes a bit funky. Funky. But yeah. So you listen to that 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 slightly trippy song. Have you listened to anything else? I listen to anything else. Oh my god. Uh no. Uh, the only other thing I started listening to is I finally became a Max Fun donor because. I thought you became a Max Fundoner last year as well. Oh, yeah, but, like, I, I, I did my thing again and was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a Max Fundoner. You know what I should do? I should listen to some of that bonus content. Because, like, I started ah. listening to it once and I just forgot it was there. But there's so much of it. Yeah, well, that's the problem. There's so much of it. So I did the thing where I'm like, oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's go, let's go Max Fund thing. Oh, yeah, I am a Max Fundoner. Okay, I'll, I'll update my thing because. So much of my week is listening to fucking Max Fun podcasts. They make mm. a lot of shows I enjoy. Um, and I got back into to having a listen. I started listening to um, my sister in law, my sister in law, and me. Miss Swim, Swim, Miss Swim, Swam. Uh, yeah, yeah. I started listening to Miss Swim, Swam, um, which is all of the the wives of the Mabimbam hosts doing a Mabimbam type episode by themselves. That's yeah. really fun. I very much enjoyed, there is a one from this year, which is uh, Trends Like These doing a show all about the, the terrible movie Grease 2. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Reproduction. Reproduction. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've started dipping into the, the Max Fun bonus episode catalogue. There's a lot of stuff in there. Nice. Would you like a link at some point to have a listen as well? Okay. Simpler. I'll send you a link. <laughs> Is that everything we've listened to? I think that's everything we listened to. <gasps> well, so time for this. Ooh. This is a British information film. This week, it's never too late to improve your real life D&D stat sheet. Indeed. You could go back to school and increase your medicine statistics. 
go to the gym, increase your strength, take up needlepoint, and improve your dexterity. All of your stats can be improved, even your magic stats. That is, if you learn that trick about sawing a person in half and how that works. Indeed. So, remember, you have many statistics in this life, and there is always time to learn and improve and level up that character sheet. Indeed. You could eat some McDonald's and level up your constitution. <laughs> so, remember, what kind of stat sheet will you have? You may have heard people saying that this is truly the worst timeline. Well, scientists have proved that that is very definitely the case. However, we have been contacted by one of the better timelines, and they are offering people of oppressed minorities the chance to be relocated into a much better, nicer timeline where they can be safe from all the bigotry and hatred. Why not try out Timeline 84C, in which minority groups aren't oppressed, and it's not a constant daily struggle just to get by. Thanks to the lack of bigotry in this universe, we find that science is centuries ahead of what it is here. Without everyone just, you know, squabbling with each other over meaningless things and actually working towards common goals, this particular universe actually made some progress. Things got better. So consider coming to another universe where we can look after you and you will be loved, cared for and respected. We will warn you, however, this universe doesn't have good donuts. You will have to put up with that. Story time! It's time for story! What's the story? It's the thing we're gonna make up in a minute! Oh, give... You, uh, I'm ready for some, some prompts! Are you or is that a match-up? Match oh, it is a match-up, but it's not a shiny one. See, I successfully did this with no one knowing in a dice funk. I, I, I forgot that you might just mention it every two minutes. You're blowing the cover, Jane! <laughs> <laughs> I've blown it, but apparently I can't make it fall off and make you strip the rest of the way. <laughs> so yeah, we've had some suggestions. Oh, we have. I quite like quite like the idea of putting some of them together. So do I. That that yeah. that is somewhat the the, the idea we have here. Uh, Hydrob has suggested a magical dog with laser eyes. Okay, I I can go with that. Uh, Becky Tuhol has suggested. Uh, uh, his parents christened him Ryder and were shocked but not disappointed when instead of another horse racer in the family, they wound up with a porn star. So I quite like the idea of the name Ryder. <laughs> um, yeah, but presumably not for for the laser-eyed dog. Maybe. Do we really want to make a story about a porn-acting dog? I wasn't going to make it a porn-acting dog, I was just going to make it a dog called Ryder. Ah, you were just going to take the Ryder <laughs> bit, but not the uh, the racer versus porn thing. Yeah. Okay, uh, I can go with the laser dog called Ryder if uh, we scrap the... the I, I don't want to tell the dog porn story. I was going to tell the dog but there's never going to be a dog porn well, story. Well, you... You put this two isn't badly together. I assumed we were combining them fully. This isn't badly designated heroes where we spend every week vaguely discussing the the morality of, of having sex with polymorphed people. <laughs> or wild shaped druids. Uh, if you want that discussion, just go check out the Animorphs books. Yeah. Ostigal has suggested a uh Ostigal has suggested a turtle who wishes to be a merchant prince of Venice. Um so I quite like the idea that we have Oh, uh, Tricky has also suggested Darmok and Jalad at um Brighton Pride, but that's a reference to Star Trek 
the next generation, and I had to Google that to remember it myself, to be fair. Um, so, let's have Darmok the Turtle, okay, who has dreams of becoming a merchant prince of Venice. Okay, we need a we need a voice for them. What's a good turtle voice? I think that's a good turtle. You think that's a good turtle voice? What's your name again? Darmok the Turtle. Darmok the Turtle. Yes. How about this? Darmok the Turtle raises all the money selling custom-made porn. <laughs> okay. Not turtle porn necessarily. This is, a, human. this is a turtle selling good, you know, good honest. Uh, I was going to say good honest Christian porn. Good Christian porn. <laughs> um, hot Jesus on Jesus action. Hot, hot Jesus on on certain evil, a uh, certain broody superhero porn. I was well. I was going to suggest he could do interesting things with his handholds, but <laughs> um. Okay. How about, how about Darmok the Turtle is do trading dogs across the, the oh, lands? Oh, oh! so this is where Ryder comes into the story. And then Ryder it? the dog is like, no, I have laser eyes. Up rise, my, my doggy companions. Okay, this film now feels like it's some kind of allegory for the um, pressed class, you know, rising up above the bourgeoisie, but told with laser-eyed dogs and turtles. Are you sitting comfortably? <laughs> yes. Then let's begin. Once upon a time, there was a turtle called Darmok who had dreams of becoming a merchant prince of Venice. Oh, I long to slowly gather all of the wealth and gain enough of the wealth to have political influence over all of Venice. Over time, I've realised that this voice is basically salad fingers. (laughs) (laughs) I like collecting rusty spoons. I like collecting I like political influence. <laughs> I'm collecting political influence. Now it sounds like Thor heard. <laughs> Hello, loves. I'm collecting political influence. <laughs> How were they collecting political influence, my dear? Darmok the turtle was selling dogs. <gasps> All across Europe. We don't like being being sold and bought. Oh, shush. Ah! I'll bop you on the head with this spoon. (laughs) You started it. Is it a rusty spoon? No, I keep my spoons in very good order, thank you. (laughs) Legally distinct, you know. That's right, I'll bop you, bop you on the nose with my spoon. This is very, very mean and distressing things you're doing to these dogs. I'm shush, I'm shipping you all across Europe to sell to all the fancy people so that they shall have the finest. You, you, if you stop. Uh, well, I learned this in, 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 in a particular land which I can't remember. They did foot binding and I will do teacup binding. This is how we make teacup dogs. And then, at this moment, we, we see from the back of the room a, a, a dog sort of uh, rise up to the front of the ranks and just sort of sternly look at uh, at our antagonist and this dog sort of goes, Don't make me use the spoon. You have no idea who you're messing with. I'm Rizzo and I have laser eyes. 
listen, I ship you all over the place and you get bought by rich people. That's how it works. Uh, at this point, Ryder melts the spoon with laser eyes. That was my favourite spoon. <laughs> now look at it, it's all melty. You can't pick up trifle with this. <laughs> rough, rough. It turns out we actually have some strength. Also, we have the numbers as the as the class that has the numbers. Rise up, dogs! Today we attack the ruling class. Bark, rough. And with that, all the dogs rode up and killed Darmok the turtle. And then they started a workers' union. And the moral of the story is: remember, you have the numbers. The ruling class cannot stop you. What do we call this story? There are many, many. Bork of us than you? <laughs> yes, that's the name. There are many, many Bork of us than you. There are many, many Bork of us than you. There are many, many Bork. Many, many Bork. Many, many Bork of us than you. Also, big love to Leeds Pride, which happened um, on Sunday. Because <laughs> it looks like they had a really good time. Yeah. And I'm, a very good event. I'm glad they had a good... Big, many big loves to them. Many big good. While on the subject of, of trans brides, <gasps> um, Brighton Trans Pride have started advertising. They've got a givey. I recently <gasps> shared it on my Twitter. So if you fancy helping that happen. Is this a fundraiser to help the running costs of the yes. event? Because it's a fully volunteer run event? Yes. I believe. Yes. Yes. And they they are still trying to keep the police as far away from it as possible. Indeed. Because a lot of us do not feel comfortable around the police. So. I, I will do my best to give it a share as well. Mm. Uh, we will both uh, be there, I believe. Yeah. I will be there selling my book, which I will have been out like two days at that point, which is very scary. I will be standing behind her holding a handbag. I... <laughs> Messenger I, bag. I will be there like, Buy my book, please. You will be swamped, I've no doubt. We'll see how Although it goes. Although there'll actually probably be a good number of people there that have already bought it. <laughs> we shall see how it goes. Mm-hmm. So, <gasps> time for this. Do you want to know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Hello, Larry. Hello, Barry. How you doing? I'm not too bad, mate. How are you? I'm alright, I'm alright. It's been a, been a long weekend. I'm not appreciating the uh, that hour of sleep I lost out on, but... Yeah, stole our bloody sleep. Oh, I know. Where, where, where they even put that hour of sleep? Everyone that lost an hour of sleep. There's so many hours of sleep just being screwed away somewhere. Do you think, like, there's a warehouse somewhere full of those hours oh, of sleep? Oh, the thought of heisting the, uh, the daylight savings extra sleep hours warehouse. That's a crime of the century right there. Do you think, perhaps, like, the wealthy are just... Stealing, maybe they're not putting their clocks forward, and they're just taking all of the time from the poor. Oh, that's that's a proper diabolical. You, that's a story right there. It is I'm, perhaps so. That, for story time, I would proper enjoy a story about that. Well, perhaps there's someone will suggest it. So <laughs> I'll write, I'll write it in as a suggestion for next week, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, what you you been up to match? Oh, it's been a been a long week. Been yeah, a long yeah. week. I've uh, lot lots of uh, I've had lots of complicated situations going on with the people in my life. You see, yeah. and uh, as as is the way, often when things get a bit complicated, there's a lot going on. It can be uh, easy to get a bit overwhelmed and forget to uh, maybe be as communicative as is uh, important. And I've just, it, it's just got me thinking about the importance of communication. 
Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. very important to sort of stay on top of communication, you know, check up on people, uh, make sure that, you know, you're making yourself understood and heard in, in, in relationships and so forth. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, it's it's easy to forget that um, conversations, particularly with people that, you know, are in your life long term and are yeah. important in your life, it can be sometimes easy to forget that... Uh, you know, not only have they got a side of the conversation and you should be, you know, listening and trying to assess their needs and, you know, paying attention to what they say and taking their thoughts on importantly, but it's also important to, you know, express your own side of things. It's yeah. It's, it's important to, you know, not be afraid to go, here are my needs, here are my feelings, mm-hmm. to uh, not necessarily feel like you have to bottle them up and can't share them. And it's, yeah. it's, it's important to, like, talk about... Talk about what you're feeling, you know, nice and early. Yeah. Rather than letting it bottle up into some big thing. Because if you let your feelings bottle up and you don't communicate them, they will come out eventually. They'll just come out as a as a angry shout or a cry or, you yeah. know. They'll come out as more of an intense emotion than they necessarily needed to be. And potentially a much more negative emotion. Well, yeah, it's that indeed, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, obviously you want to try and, you know, get these things as soon as possible. And, you know, I know... It's not always that easy. Sometimes yeah. people have anxiety issues and they can't talk about a moment exactly as it happens or when it happens. Yeah, but, but, you know, remembering to sort of come back to that and express that and, and you know, keep up levels of communication uh, as an ongoing thing and never being, never finding that you're afraid to talk to someone about anything. But it, yeah, and particularly it's really important to... Uh, if your thoughts and opinions on something change within a within a relationship, be yeah. that a friendship, a romantic relationship, whatever it should be, yeah. if your thoughts and feelings and perspectives change, it's important that you communicate that because you know, no what no person is a mind reader. No person right. can, you know, hundred percent of the time tell exactly how you're feeling. And it's important to not just assume that the people in your life will know that you're you're a uh, perspective and feelings and uh, thoughts are changed it's important yeah. that you express that and you go hey this is what the situation was it has changed let's talk it through yeah absolutely you know because everyone's got their own lives and you know things will be changing and it is important to make sure that everyone is up to date to that and on the same page so yeah. I mean, pardon the buzzword there, but yeah, I mean, just so so that you can make sure that you're all still speaking the same language. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, the more people are involved in a situation, particularly, it is more important than ever to, you know, to communicate those things as they go on. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you know what I like? Always, mate, always. Thank yeah. you very much. Oh. Oh. I like, I like how much we communicate. I definitely do. I think it's good that we make the time to, to talk about the things that are bothering us and, yeah. and, you know, bothering the world. And, you know, just to, some of it's just about letting off steam and some yeah. of it's just, you know, bonding as, as people. It's good that we make time today. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Ah. Oh, good hug. Good hug, mate. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Ah. Right. Should have put the kettle on, mate. Yeah, maybe have that cup of tea. Yeah. Laura! Yeah! Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K. Buzz, pretty much everywhere. Pretty Laura everywhere. K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. You can find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at kotaku.co.uk. You can find me on Dice Funk, it's a 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons 3, 4, and 5. You can find me in a couple of books. Uncomfortable Labels, which is my memoir that's coming out on July 18th, and Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is happening probably a couple of months after that, I would guess, 
in the summer it will probably be out. What about you, Jane? Where are you at? Where am I at? I am Maniac Janiac on Twitter and YouTube. I'm uh, Janiac on Twitch, where I stream usually Tuesdays and Thursdays now, because I'm trying to get oh. that affiliate status. Both of them? Ooh. Both of them. <gasps> Both of them, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I'm on stonedmonkeyradio.blog, where I do some writey things. I'm also on Patreon, Stoned Monkey Radio. Don't have to donate anything right now. I just wanted to make sure I didn't get all the charges that they want to put on you people. Oh no! Um, I think that's it. I'm on Badly Designated Heroes, which is a fifth edition real play D and D podcast, and I play Trees the Furbog, and I've got a dog horsey. Um, I don't know if it's that episode that's going up soon, but there is a special episode coming up soon that you guest DM'd. I guest DM'd a one-shot that will be up soon or is up. Uh, We played not 5th edition. We played a little one-page thing. You can find out about that nearer the time. Um, So, Laura, darling, sing us out. Until next time, be a stranger. Ooh, I will.